Welcome to Torah Mechanach Yomi. My name is Adina Schmidman. Be part of the Siam programming. Put your name on the Siam scroll. Join us at the Siam in Teaneck, New Jersey, this Sunday, February 4th, and support Torah Mecha with your gift. Go to ouwomen.org slash Siam24. And now for today's para. Welcome to Torah Imecha Nachyomi with the OU Women's Initiative. My name is Pamela Rafgar-Simonson, and today we will be studying Divrei Hayamim Bey's Paraklamad Dalad, Chapter 34. Yoshiyahu becomes king when he is eight years old, and he reigns in Yerushalayim for 31 years. Posuk 2, Vaya'as ha-yoshar be'enei Hashem, Vaya'ilech b'darchi dovid oviv, Veloisar yomin usmal. He did what was right in Hashem's eyes. He went in the ways of David, his father, and did not turn right or left, no deviation from the path. In the eighth year of his reign, Vahu Aidenu Na'ar, while he was still young, interprets Malbim, even though he was young then, 16 years old, he began to seek out the God of his father, David. And in the twelfth year, he began to purify Yehuda and Yerushalayim from the high places, the Asherim, the idolatrous sculptures and the molten images. Malbim comments that in the similar account in the Book of Kings, it mentions that Yoshiahu rid the idols in the 18th year of his reign after they found the Sefer Torah and made a covenant. And here in Divrei Hayamim Bey's Parak 34, Ezra is teaching us that Yoshiahu already started to rid the idols from the land in the 12th year of his reign. Psukim 4-7, Yoshiahu removes idolatry first in the cities of Yehuda, as Malbim notes, the altars of the Baalim are smashed. He destroys the sun images that were above them. The Asherim and the sculpted idols and the molten images are broken and made into small pieces. And he throws the dust onto the graves of the people who made offerings to them, as clarified by Malbim. He burns the bones of the priests on their altars, which of course means the priests of idolatry. And Metzodas David clarifies that these priests of idolatry had already died. And Yoshiahu purifies Yehuda and Yerushalayim via Taher es Yehuda es Yerushalayim. And then, as per Malbim, the text moves to his removal of idolatry in the cities of Menashe and Ephraim and Shimain and until Naphtali. Mutsuras David notes that even though the ten tribes had been exiled by this point in time, some of them still remained in their land. They use instruments designed for smashing, as per Mitzodas David, and he breaks the altars, the Asherim, the sculpted idols, crushed to tiny pieces. He destroys the sun images in all the land of Yisrael, and he returns to Yerushalayim. And in the 18th year of his reign, Posuk 8, Letaher es ha'oretz v'habayis, Sholach es shofon ben atzaliyohu ve'es ma'aseyohu sar ha'ir, to purify the land and the house, the temple, he sent Shophon, son of Atzaliyahu, and Maaseyahu, the officer of the city, and Yoyach, son of Yoyachaz, the Mazkir, who Rashi says is the person who would tell the scribe about things that had happened in the kingdom, and the scribe would write it down, 
Yoshiyahu sends these people Lachazik Espace Hashem Eloikov to repair the house of Hashem, his God. They come to Chilkiyahu, the Kohen Godol, high priest, and give him money that has been brought to the Beis Hamikdash, that has been gathered by the Levim who guard the threshold from Manasseh and Ephraim and from all the rest of Yisrael and from all of Yehuda and Binyamin, and then they return to Yerushalayim. Posuk 10 with Metzodas David, they give it to the craftsmen who are in charge in the Beis Hamikdash, and they give money to the craftsmen who work under them, whom they instruct. They pay them to fix and repair the temple. Malbim says they are tasked with checking the Beis Hamikdash first for damage, and then doing any repairs. Posuk 11 with Metzodas David, they give the money to the woodcutters and to those who build beams to buy quarried stones and wood for binding the building and for making beams. Posuk 12, And the people performed faithfully in the work. The names of Levium who were appointed over them are listed, and as per Malbim, all these Levium listed given this important role, are maven bichleishir, the officers of the singers, those who understand the wisdom of music. They are given this task because of their importance. Continuing with Malbim, these Levium were also appointed over the porters. Additionally, there were overseers over all the workers. And there were also Levium who were scribes, officers and gatekeepers. While they are busy with this, says Malbim, Chilkiyahu finds the Sefer Torah, the Torah scroll, that Moshe himself wrote. Posuk 14, Sefer Torah's Hashem Biyad Moshe, which was known to be very precious and hidden in the days of Manasseh and his son Amoin. And they had been looking for it, but not known where it was. Posuk 15, Chilkiyahu tells Shafon the scribe, Sefer HaTorah Matsasi Beves Hashem. I found the Sefer Torah in the house of Hashem. And Chilkiyahu gives it to Shafon, and Shafon comes to the king and reports on the work being done, and he brings the king the Sefer Torah that was found. He tells the king that Chilkiyahu found this scroll, and Shafon reads it before the king. Posuk 19, Vayehi Kishmoya HaMelech Esdivri HaTorah. When the king heard the words of the Torah, he tore his clothing. Chazal explained that when Chilkiyahu gave the scroll to Shophon, and he brought it and read it before King Yoshiyahu, it was rolled to near the end of Devorim, Parak 28, at the section of Teichacha, rebuke, and terrible punishment. When Yoshiyahu hears this, he tears his clothing and orders for Chilkiyahu, Achikom ben Shafon, Avdain ben Micha, Shafon the scribe, and Asoya the king's servant, to inquire of Hashem about what this means for him and the people, saying, Posuk 21, Go inquire of Hashem concerning me and the remnant in Yisrael and Yehuda 
about the words of the Sefer Torah that was found, because Hashem's anger is great, which has been poured over us because our fathers didn't keep the word of Hashem to do all that is written in this Sefer Torah. Are the words they opened up to a direct message of warning? So they go to consult the prophetess, Chulda, Chulda Hanaviyah, Eishes Shalom ben Tokhas, ben Chasra, Shemer Habogodim, Chulda the prophetess, wife of Shalom, son of Tokhas, son of Chasra, who was the guard of the clothing, meaning, says Rashi, of the Koihanim, the clothing of the Koihanim, or the clothing of royalty. Vihi Yosheves Birushalayim, Bamishne. She sat in Yerushalayim, Bamishne. Rashi brings numerous interpretations on this, what this word Bamishne means, including that she was in the house of study, that she was positioned between two walls surrounding the city, that she taught the oral Torah to the elders of the generation, that she taught Devarim in public. Chulda, in telling them what to report back to the king as a message from Hashem, confirms that this is in fact significant that the place to which the Torah is turned is a warning about terrible exile that is to follow, and she prophesies as to the reasons for abandoning Hashem, offering incense to other gods to anger Hashem, and she also gives specific prophecy about what will be for Yoshiyahu himself that Hashem has said, Posuk 27, since your heart was soft and humbled, you humbled yourself before Hashem when you heard his words about this place and its inhabitants, and you humbled yourself before me and you tore your clothing and cried before me, I also have heard. Pasuk 28. el Behold, I will gather you to your fathers, and you will be gathered to your grave in peace. And your eyes will not see all the evil which I am bringing on this place and on its inhabitants. Abarbanel says this means that the bad that is going to happen won't take place while Yoshiahu is alive. They bring back the message to the king. Abarbanel explains that at the time of Yoshiyahu, three prophets prophesied, Yeremiahu, Tsefaniah, and Chulda, and that Yeremiahu would prophesy in the markets, Tsefaniah in the shuls, and Chulda for the women. They choose to go to consult Chulda. One reason given by Rashi for why they go to Chulda specifically is that a woman is naturally more merciful than a man. This is perplexing, because a prophet can only transmit the message that Hashem gives. So whether they go to a man or to a woman, or to a more or less compassionate person, they can't get a different answer about whether or not they are doomed for exile. The Maharsha comments that Chulda's merciful nature would mean that if the outcome predicted prophetically is negative, out of her compassion, she would therefore pray with fervour on behalf of the Jewish people for the decree to be annulled. This makes it a bit clearer why they would go to her. Also, whilst a prophet cannot alter a prophecy, 
the way in which they convey it can vary. So this would help us potentially to understand the choice of Khulda. Maybe as a woman, or maybe just as Khulda, they needed to hear it in the way that she would say it. We may have the same role as someone else or similar strengths, but we can have our own personal touch that is unique to us, that makes us most effective, most suitable, most impactful, most approachable in certain situations for certain people. Sometimes we'll be in a similar role to someone else or we'll have a similar skill set to someone else, but something about us as an individual, personality, demeanour, certain sensitivities, makes us the one that someone comes to, makes us the one that needs to take on a particular situation. Recognising these unique strengths in ourselves can help us to channel them for good even more. When Yoshiyahu hears the message delivered to him, Posuk 29, The king sent and gathered all the elders of Yehuda and Yerushalayim, Posuk 30, The king, every person of Yehuda, the inhabitants of Yerushalayim, and the Koyhanim and the Leviim, and all the people from great to small, went up to the Beis HaMikdash, and and he, the king, read in their ears all the words of the Torah found in the temple. Posuk 31. The king stood in his position and cut a covenant before Hashem to go after Hashem and keep his commandments and his testimonial laws and his statutes with all his heart and with all his soul to act according to the words of the covenant written in this Sefer Torah. He established it on everyone found in Yerushalayim and Binyamin, and the inhabitants of Yerushalayim acted in accordance with the covenant of Hashem, God of their fathers. Posuk 33 Yoshiyahu removed all the abominations from all the lands of the children of Yisrael, causing everyone found in Yisrael to serve Hashem, their God, in all his days. They did not turn from going after Hashem, God of their fathers. Thank you for studying together. Lilui Nishmas, Rose Foreman, Rachel Bas Ariel Leib, and Rachel Zeitlin, Rachel Bas Schleimer.